Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we live in a world that is full of questions. When questions are raised like, where is forgiveness? Where is there eternal hope? Where is there a presence and a power for every situation that we face? The only real answer is Jesus. Jesus is the answer for everyone struggling with doubts, hurts, disappointments, and sadness. And we are blessed with the privilege of sharing this answer, sharing the confession of Jesus and who he is for us and for the world. Where there is revelation, there is confession. Where there is confession, there is revelation. The two always, always go together. They go hand in hand. You cannot confess what is not revealed, and what is revealed must be confessed. And so it is in our gospel lesson today. Peter confesses what's been revealed to him by the Father. Jesus asks, Who do you say that I am? And Peter confesses, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And this confession is the rock on which Christ builds his church. That revelation must take place before confession is inherent to the definition of the word confess. Because confess doesn't simply mean to admit you're wrong. It literally means to say or repeat the same thing. And so the church, in confessing, speaks back to God what he has spoken to us. We say the same thing. For what he says is sure and certain and true. And so we hear his word, and we believe, and as we believe, we speak. God says it, we believe it, that settles it. Therefore, we confess it with our hearts, with our lips, and with our lives. We confess who he is as he's told us in the creed. We confess who we are as he's told us in our confession of sin. And we confess his salvation as he's told us in the liturgy, in the hymns, in the receiving of his gifts in the supper. And all of this, every bit of it, comes from God. Notice in our text that Peter doesn't get credit from Jesus for coming up with the right answer. Jesus instead states that this answer didn't come from within Peter at all. It came from outside of him. It was revealed to him. And so it must be in the church. If God did not reveal himself to us in his word and in the word made flesh, we would not know him and we could not confess him. For as Paul says, everything is from him and through him and to him. And so confessing the truth doesn't mean speaking our own thoughts or our own opinions or our own wisdom. It doesn't mean we, we speak what we think is true or what we'd like to be true. Confessing is to speak the truth revealed to us by God in his word, to say the same thing. We cannot do otherwise. But we are tempted to do otherwise, aren't we? Tempted to not say the same thing. Or maybe even more commonly to be tempted not to speak at all, and just to remain silent. Tempted to doubt and mistrust what God has told us in his word. That what he has told us is not so sure and true. Perhaps there are other ways, different ways, better ways. And those are some big time temptations for us because our confession is being attacked from so many different directions these days. And quite frankly, it's much easier just to not confess, isn't it? To just keep our mouths shut and not cause trouble. Just to go along with the flow and go along with what others are doing and saying. Because confessing can be dangerous. 
It can be dangerous to our friendships, to our popularity, to your job, and in some places, to your life. But what does Jesus say about Peter's great confession? He says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. See, to know the truth and con- to confess the truth certainly may be hard, it may be difficult, and it may be dangerous. But it comes with great blessing. And not blessing as the world thinks of blessings, like receiving riches or honor or privilege. Those are things that, as Isaiah said, will vanish like smoke, wear out like a garment. Things that are here today and gone tomorrow. No, the blessings that come with confessing Christ transcend and endure all these things because they are eternal blessings. Blessings that cannot be taken away. Blessings that for now may not be able to be seen, but are a matter of faith. And Peter received these blessings, even though he certainly faced many hardships. He had many ups and downs, doubts and difficulties, and even suffered martyrdom. And these blessings, though, are yours as well. Yes, blessed are you in confessing Christ. Despite how things may seem, despite how you may feel or what is happening to you. Blessed are you, for you are sons and daughters of God, receiving from him what only he can give. And what those blessings are is what Jesus then goes on to describe in detail in our text. Blessings that are in fact promised to you. The first promise is that on this rock I will build my church. As you confess Christ and his work to your friends, to family, to neighbors, you have this promise that he is building his church. And you may not always see it, you may not know quite how. It may not seem like your confession is really doing any good at all. But again, don't rely on what you see or what you feel. Rely on the promise of Christ, that through your confession, he is building his church. He's bringing others into it. He's keeping you in it. He is working in others and in you through his word and spirit. Because it's not up to you. It's his work, and he is working. And the second promise that Christ gives with this confession is that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Which means that while sin and evil in this world may seem quite powerful and threatening, against the power of Christ and his cross they simply cannot prevail. That's such a wonderful promise for us to be able to hold on to in the midst of these crazy times that we're living in. Where it seems as we look out in the world that that the gates of hell maybe are prevailing. That the devil maybe does have the upper hand, or so it seems. But remember that against the power of Christ and his cross, they cannot stand. They cannot prevail. And so whatever is threatening you, whatever is tempting you, whatever is attacking your faith, whatever is trying to cause you to doubt and despair, you are not alone in the fight. Because on your own, you can't stand against the gates of hell. But you're not on your own. The one who fought for you on the cross, who descended victorious into hell and then rose again from the dead, is with you. He is fighting for you and defending you. And yes, Satan will make it look like he's winning. It will make it look like he's prevailing over you, but don't believe it. Don't believe it for a second. Believe this promise of Christ for you. And then finally, but certainly not least, with this confession of Christ comes his promise of forgiveness. He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Through the preaching of the law and the gospel, Christ is working. 
that we may know our sin, that we would know the seriousness of that sin, but even more so that we would know Christ, that we would know his grace and his forgiveness. The forgiveness won for you with his life, death, and resurrection. The forgiveness that is greater than every sin. The forgiveness that you hear that's given to you right here in this place every weekend. The forgiveness that is not the word of man, but is the powerful and true word of God that does what it says. The forgiveness that is yours by grace through faith in Christ. The forgiveness for every single thought, word, deed, or desire. Forgiveness for your silence when you should have spoken, for your doubt and your fear, and for every single one of your failures. The forgiveness that means we need not be plagued by doubt or fear or worry or guilt about how God looks at us or if he loves us or not. The cross proves that he does. And Jesus' empty tomb proves that his love is not dead but is alive. And that Jesus' promises of blessing, building, protection, and forgiveness are not dead but are alive and are given to you. And with the revelation of such great and precious promises given to us by Christ our Savior, we confess. We say the same thing. We acknowledge him and his grace and his goodness toward us. Grace and goodness that we in no way deserve. And we rejoice to do so, knowing that while our confession may not be welcomed by many in this world, it is needed by so many. So many, like each and every one of us, who need to hear that there is a God and Savior who loves them, who died for them, who does not want to throw them away or get rid of them, but wants to adopt them into his family through baptism, forgive them, and feed them with his very own body and blood. And with the revelation of such great and precious promises given to us by our Savior, we confess also, as Paul said, not just by our words, but by offering ourselves as living sacrifices, laying down our lives for others, not in death, but by living in love, in service, in forgiveness, in care, in mercy, in being the voice of those who can't speak for themselves giving of our time, our energy, our material blessings, our abilities, all to serve those in need. Not because we have to, but because we can. Because Christ has so loved us. Because Christ has set us free from having to serve ourselves, but with his service to us. Because the word and the spirit of Christ transforms us. It transforms our way of thinking and our way of life. That we would no longer be conformed to this world, but conformed to the image of Christ whom we confess. For from him and through him and to him are all things. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, who do you say that Jesus is? Peter confessed, but the question was addressed to all the disciples. And so now to you. The truth also has been revealed to you. The truth of our Savior. The truth of his life, death, and resurrection for the life of the world. The truth of his promises of forgiveness, life, and salvation. That this has been revealed to you is a great blessing. And certainly as you confess, you are blessed. Amen.